0: 36 years of basketball knowledge and life skills. Your host, Coach Goins, focuses on today's topics on and off the court, helping players and coaches achieve their goals. So get ready for another fast break episode of Basketball More Than a Game with your host, Coach Goins. Hey, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, yes, it is Coach Goins. And you know what? Say, Coach, what's popping? You know what? I am not in the studio. I am on the scene live in Harrisonburg, Virginia, you say, Coach, what are you doing in Harrisonburg in Virginia? I'm going to tell you in a minute. So, But like we always say, make sure you have your sneakers on. You got them laced up tight because today we are going to be hearing from a dynamic young lady. That's yes, exactly right. Are we talking basketball today? Not today. We're talking about life skills. So, like I said, make sure you got your sneakers laced up tight. So, before we get into the show, you know how we always got to roll. We got to pay the bills to stay on the air. So, we want to, th- first of all – and. Always thank our title sponsor, Mr. Curtis Jackson, the independent broker agent and insurance salesman out of the great state of North Carolina, now serving the southern uh, Commonwealth of Virginia. So please reach out to Curtis for your insurance needs at 919 614 5796 Mr. Curtis Jackson we appreciate you and your staff for your continued support of basketball more in the game so coach you know what sunday conversation it's almost christmas well, actually not christmas but we're recording this in Harrisonburg Virginia so when you listen to this it will be christmas eve but we are so excited to have with us today no none other than Miss Latisha B- uh, Bates uh, right here, and I'm actually in her office in the great city of Harrisonburg, Virginia. So, Miss Bates, welcome to Basketball More in the Game.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: Yes, ma'am. So, listen, you say, Coach, ma'am, who is Miss Bates? Listen, you know what? I'm sitting right here. You can't see it, but I can. I'm sitting here staring at her book. That is right now number one seller on Amazon. So yes. that is exactly right. So we are making history today. Uh, what a great, uh, great opportunity to, to discuss the book. But she's a, a life coach, inspirational uh, speaker, and also a radio host. And I'm not going to let all the cat out of the bag. But she is the CEO of of At the Will, uh, uh, excuse me, At the Will Coaching. Again, right here in her beautiful office, and if you could see this view, you'd be jealous, so I'm not going to share that with you. We'll talk about that uh, more in a second. So for all of our listening audience, Ms. Bates, go ahead, and I'm just going to turn it over to you. Just tell us about who you are and just what you do.
1: Okay. Well, my name is Leticia Bates, as you mentioned. I'm originally from the Tidewater, Virginia area and moved to Harrisonburg a little over a decade ago and started my career in insurance, okay. um, insurance professional for almost 20 years, and what I loved about insurance, I was an auto claims professional. Okay. And what I loved about insurance was this idea of indemnity, making people whole. Okay. And what that looked like as an auto claims professional was helping people get back at the will of their vehicles. Okay. And so as life would progress and things would come up, I started to think, how can I more directly impact people? And so looking, making people whole looked a little different. But in my mind, it was still the same. And so now it's more about helping people get back at the wheel of their lives. Oh, how about that? And that way, no matter what comes up, it's about helping people get back to that sense of wholeness.
0: You know what? That's awesome.
1: So I started my life coaching practice a few years ago, and it's been growing. And then I was inspired to write the book because I knew I could have a a wider impact than just the people that I was meeting one-on-one. And hence the book, I Can, which I started writing uh, earlier this year. So it's I can, I can, 12 keys to achieve personal success in the smartest way. Wow. So personal success is different than what people may consider overall success. Okay. So this is not about how to make $13 million a year, how to get your house. No. This is about personal fulfillment. Okay. Because there are many, many people who have maternal success, but internally they still have a sense of brokenness. They still have a sense of sadness. They still are dealing with trauma or unresolved emotional distress from past experiences. So how do you get to a level of success where you feel personally fulfilled while you enjoy your material things? Wow. And the book is broken down into three parts. The first part is who you have to be. Like Where do you find your identification? Okay. The next is what you have to do. You know, the, how you set the goal and make the goal. And then the last part is how do you actually have it? Like, what do you do to actually manifest what it is that you're looking for?
0: You know what, folks? This is so timely because, you know, this week's podcast, you know, we're just talking about, um, you know, motive, uh, motivation and for motivation, passion. And when those two things collide, you know, it, 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 aligns, it aligns you up for success. So Miss what Miss Bates is dropping uh, for you listeners, uh, and again, coaches, we're challenging you. We are challenging you. You need to go out and, and get a hold of t- a, a copy of the book, uh, I Can, The 12 uh, Keys, uh, to achieve your personal success, you know, and and that's what basketball, you know, more than the game is all about. It's just not about what you do on the court. It's making sure that we're taking care of the whole person. Uh, so we just want to thank Miss Bates, you know, for her time and her talent, and and as we continue to 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 dig into not just you know because you know here's the thing we're not going to sit here and tell you the book tell you all about the book she's just going to stay at about twenty thousand feet and maybe she'll you know, <laughs> you know drop a little bit of altitude on that but you know you can just tell you know and I hope you can already you know, from her voice the the passion that she possesses and and again to make the person whole and that is our sole desire. Uh, here at basketball, more in the game. But before we turn that back over, we just want to make sure that you are, you know, checking us out and continue to uh, to to uh, subscribe and like and follow us on Facebook uh, as well as um, YouTube and. Uh, Podbean, and we want to thank all of our listeners from all across um, our 15 international countries, we just want to thank you. It's so exciting to every time I go in and check and see where you know somebody else has downloaded or somebody else has followed us, and our latest and greatest country that we've been able to slide into is Ghana, Africa. I have a great, great friend of mine, Mr. Albert Josias from Ghana, Africa, and just want to thank him for his continued support. But let's go ahead and get back to Ms. Bates because she is the star of the hour. So I want to, I want to kind of you know do a Little, uh, uh, little digging here as it relates to the fast break session of the podcast at the wheel coaching. Can you, you know, because again, I, you know, I'm a coach. I'm a basketball coach, and, and you're you're a, a certified life coach, which is so important. But how did you come up with at the wheel coaching? If you'll share that,
1: yep, and that's what it's from. It's from my my background is being an insurance claims professional, at the where I handle claims and put how people about at, the the about that? And that at the wheel of the How about that? And now it's putting them at the will of the life of their lives. And I think that, you know, there are a lot of people, a lot of the people that I'm dealing with are successful in some right, Mm -hmm. professionals. um, But some people are really stuck in some of the most painful parts of their lives. And they're trying to progress at the personal level and evolve. But they're still dealing with that emotional distress from things that have happened. So one of the things I talk about in the book um, is this issue of abandonment that I dealt with for years and years and years. And that came from uh, a father that wasn't present. Okay, Okay? And so what I didn't understand as my life was progressing and I just kind of felt this sense of really worthlessness and just kind of this absent absence inside Mm -hmm. of me. I didn't understand that it was coming from his absence in my life. I did not make that connection. I just knew that there was kind of like this perpetual sadness that lived inside of me. So on the outside, I was doing good and I was, you know, progressing and I was getting promoted at work and all this stuff. But it was almost like living two lives because at home I would come and I would have like this real kind of sadness that was following me. Mm -hmm. So the long story short is I was about to hit a milestone in my life. I was about to hit 40. Okay. Okay. And what I was realizing is time wasn't healing all of my wounds. Okay. Because a lot of time had passed. All right. And I decided I needed to really go in and do some work and really start to deal with what was happening with me emotionally. So I went into therapy and as... The therapy sessions were evolving, and I was getting my footing emotionally. I started to think, okay, well, what does my life look like now without my problem? Wow. You know, what happens now that I feel, I don't feel abandoned anymore? Like, I understand that my father had limitations. Like, I finally, because I was no longer mired in the emotional distress, I could actually gain some perspective on the situation. Okay. Age didn't give that to me. Okay. okay. Time didn't give get- that to me. Doing some emotional work did that to me. Separating myself from the inciting incident where my father told me that I was responsible for their, the demise of my parents' marriage. Okay, That was a conversation he had with me when I was seven. Wow. So, in really not being cruel, he just really didn't recognize the impact of his words. Mm-hmm. He just didn't understand that. And he passed away in 2014 and he never really came around to understanding. So... That made me understand that it's not about somebody giving you the apology you think you need. Okay. Okay? If you need somebody else to apologize for their behavior, it's, you got a problem. Right. <laughs> okay? Because they may not come to the realization. They may not be ready to own that. So then what do you do? And how do you still stay connected to your sense of power? Wow. And that's a part of what I write about in the book. And that abandonment theme and how it was showing up in my life and it was showing up in relationships really doing the emotional work is what helped me, you know, really get to some solid footing. Wow, that's so,
0: that's powerful.
1: Well, so because there's a disconnect, right? So people were seeing me and experiencing me in the world, and mm-hmm. I was a corporate leader, and so you know, people and I was good at what I did and all that kind of stuff, and so there was people didn't really know. Right. Right. And so a part of what I want to write in the book and what I want who I want to speak to in the book is men. Because I want men to really understand the power that they hold as a father. Right. Like, I don't think they get it. And I think at the end, my father actually thought my life was better off without him.
0: When, in fact,
1: it wasn't. It wasn't. And he couldn't handle what had happened to me. He couldn't even hear some of the stuff that I had gone through because of his absence. Wow. And what had happened to him was that he had been abandoned by his father. So what he did was carried out a model mm-hmm. of behavior that he had seen for himself. Right. Not really understanding the impact. Wow.
0: You know, so coaches, you know, I'm going to, again, I'm going to challenge you. You know, this is, um, it's going to be an excellent read for you. And you say, you know, Coach, why would this be an excellent read for me? Because, you know, how, how, unfortunately, you know, a lot of times, you know, we find players in the game of basketball that come from single parents and and absent fathers. Uh, some of the uh, some of the fathers uh, may only show up on game night uh, if even if they do that. You know so how do you as a coach relate to a player that comes out of a single family home? and you know you know sometimes you may be in the coaching's office and you don't understand why Johnny's acting this way and why Bobby's acting this way and why Jimmy's acting this way because you don't know that home situation. you know they're a single uh, from a single parent. But you're missing that key that key component, which is a father, which um, you know Miss Bates is is calling out, and then that, that allows, or you know, the, the disadvantage of that player may be emotional. Yep. Uh, and only time they really see a a father figure is the coach. Yes. And so instead of being able to embrace that coach, sometimes he may lash out. You know, sometimes we're so quick to say, "Oh, the kid has an attitude problem." Instead of finding, you know, it's almost uh, what I try to do is it's almost a relationship before the task, if you will. Uh, If a if a player comes in the gym and and he doesn't have that father, you need to build that relationship before that player can give you the best that they have to offer. So as um, Miss Bates continues to lay this uh, lay this down, uh, I really want to tap into you know when when you were in the insurance business and you just said, and again as you you know put it at at the wheel coaching, I mean now when you saw that it's, it's just you know really jumped off the page, and you made that pivotal moment Where's let's talk about what went through your mind when you say all right I'm doing this I'm successful in the insurance business but I've been called to do this yes can we talk about that bridge can we talk about okay what do I need to do I'm I'm a, I'm a female I'm a minority how do I come outside of my comfort zone to where here's here's success I'm walking away from a su- successful position yep. and to start something new and I'm not from here. And if I was home, I could do it. But I'm not from. Home. It's really starting to peel back the onion, if you will, take away from the excuses because there are a lot of. Be might be a lot of people out there that's listening and subscribing to us that they may have something that's inside of them, but don't have that initiative or maybe a little. I don't want to use the word fearful, but they're having a little apprehension of stepping out. So if you can kind of, you know, take us across that bridge, if you will.
1: Sure. So, when I graduated from high school, I graduated with a 1.9 <laughs> grade point average, which means I barely got out.
0: So, you graduated like I did? <laughs> thank, thank God Almighty. Yes.
1: As grad- <laughs> I'd like to say I graduated at the top or the bottom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can relate.
1: <laughs> okay. So, I just didn't, because of the stuff I had gone through, I just didn't have the confidence. Mm-hmm. Going to college was not the next logical step for me. Um, I started doing a couple of odd jobs, and then I ended up working in insurance. I got this great opportunity, and I just started growing there. And I just loved, you know, somebody would be in a car accident, and I was at their service. And I could help them go through that process and really get them back at, at, you know, at the wheel. Mm-hmm. And it was just this exciting thing that I could be there at this, at this low point in somebody's life. And I really liked that. And so that's what I was doing in my insurance career, and I, you know, I loved it. But like I said, there was this nagging thing inside that I'm growing professionally, and I'm doing well professionally. I'm not doing well emotionally. Right. And I could not escape that. And so when I got to the point where I said, you know, I'm about to be 40, and I don't want to take these feelings into the next chapter of my life. Okay. I got to get serious about getting complete with this. And that's when I started the therapy. And so, as the therapy was helping me to deal and heal, I started to ask, well, what does my life look like without these issues? So, I hired a life coach. And so, the life coach started helping me construct a different vision for my life. And I thought, ah. But it wasn't based on where I had been. Okay. Because I didn't have to base my future on what my past had been.
0: Okay. That's a, wow, that's powerful.
1: Okay. Yeah. I was laying new ground. hmm so now was like, well, you can have whatever you want. And I thought, well, geez, I really like this idea of helping people be whole. What if I could do that more directly? Not just get, help them get back at the wheel of their vehicles. What if I could actually go in, hold space for them, help them deal with their emotional issues, and then help them craft a vision for their life? What would that be like? That would be cool. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, all right, where do I start with that? I like this idea of coaching. I like talking to people. I like being with people. And I started exploring that. And then I got a life coaching certification. And then I'm also trained in a modality and certified in a modality. It's called tapping. And it's a technique that helps people, that activates the body's relaxation response as opposed to the stress response that comes up when people are feeling depressed or sad or dealing with emotional
0: Okay, and you call that what now? It's called tapping. Tapping, okay. Okay,
1: and so what you're really doing is just tapping on acupressure points. Okay. And that's what activates the body's relaxation response. So the the tools together helps me have a person come in, talk about what's going on with them. If they're still in distress about it, it doesn't matter what it is. Uh, I see a lot of things show up in my office. It could be abuse from the past. It could be people who have been divorced Um, people who are just kind of stuck and don't know where to go from that. And we use different tools to help them navigate that emotional distress. And from that place, right, that's when they start crafting the vision for going forward. Forward. So I started doing that. And so I have clients in different states and in different countries. So I was doing it at home on Skype on the weekend and evenings. Okay. And I was still working full time. And I thought, well, this will be cool. I can just do both. But more and more and more, my passion, my heart, was Boys. going toward the coaching. And then I thought, they're similar in my mind, but they require different things of me, and there's a different demand here. And in order to really make this what I want it to be, I have to be willing to give my whole self to it. So, in February of this year, okay. I resigned um, at the end of February. And it was a really great uh, split with my uh, employer because mm-hmm. I'd been with them for almost 11 years. In fact, I've done some consulting work with, with them since then. But it was just time. Right. And so there were many excuses to stay, mm-hmm. but, <laughs> I, <laughs> couldn't do it. but I couldn't do it. And I actually came, I started in this office in January.
0: Okay.
1: And that's where it really became apparent to me that I couldn't be here and there simultaneously. Like I needed to give my heart and soul to this it was
0: this, it was this, you know and and here's the thing and i and I certainly appreciate Miss Bates really you know allowing us to 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 go behind the veil, if you will, and you know a lot of times and I again, our challenges is you know you, you gotta you have to do what's again passion you, know, you you can you can be motivated to do something, and we all know that after a while that motivation kind of runs out, uh then you have to really you know tap into the passion, and when you have that passion. And you really, you know, work that passion. That's when excellence comes out. That's when you, you know, fulfilling the desires that you know what's inside of you. Doing what you do, coaches, you coach because what's what is within you. You know, you we can't. You know, some of you high school coaches, of course, you can't recruit. You have to play with the players that show up in your gym. You know, so therefore you have to be passionate about what you do because it's not every year, year, year in and year out, you're going to have that stellar player, you're going to have that stellar program. So you have to sometimes take the good with the bad. But as Ms. Bates says, you know, think about don't focus on the past, you build your future. You know, so our challenge is as you build a program, you don't build it from what you did last year. You build it, you know, for next year. So the players that you have, you know, coming back, that's what you set up for. You know, you may talk about or you may reflect on some of the great players. But always remember that as a coach, make sure that you're lifting up your players that you currently have. Uh, and don't always have them looking back at what somebody else has done because it's not about what somebody else has done. It's it's their time to shine. So we certainly appreciate her, uh, you know, going into you know, that segment uh, of of what makes uh, at the wheel coaching, what makes it successful, what makes it uh, on the road. It says driving your life uh, to higher ground. Now we want to talk about this book, and I said we're talking about this book. You know, it's number one on Amazon. So tell me, you know, I mean, I, when I say that, folks, you don't, you can't see her, but I can. I see it in her eyes. I see her. Uh, she, you know, she's she's lit up. You know, it's very, very exciting time. When the, when a person sits down, and I'm not an author, so I can only uh, I'm only just you know taking this from from what I know. Is she, she had a vision? You know, she took she took the vision, wrote it down, made it plain. Uh, she invested and you know, sent it out. And then now look at it. come back now. It's you know number one on Amazon. So describe that. I want you to you know talk to the uh, talk to the audience about the, the feeling when you heard this, the news, the passion. If you don't mind sharing that.
1: Yeah, I was uh, overcome with glee. <laughs> it's really the right word for it. And so where does the title come from? Two places. So my favorite story, one of my most defining moments, was the Yes, We Can speech okay. that Barack Obama gave back in okay. 2008. So there I am in my living room. And the thing about that speech that was so amazing is that he, he gave that speech when he lost the New Hampshire primary. Okay. Okay. So he was slated to win. He was 11 points up in the poll. Everybody thought he was going to win. And then Boom. he lost. But out of that came that speech, the yes, we can speech. And I remember jumping up and down in my living room. I was just beside myself. And I was toying with this idea of going to college at the time because I hadn't started. Remember, my grade point average Mm -hmm. hadn't lent itself. All Right. (laughs) So I thought, if this guy believes he can be the first African-American president of the United States of America, I think I can take some classes mm-hmm. at the community college. Hello, like, hello, okay, somebody. I think I can do this. Hello. So I said, I'm going to work like for like the Dickens for the campaign. And I did. I went to different states and knocked on doors in the primary and did all this work. And then I signed up. And I decided if I'm going to do this, I'm going to give it my, literally my A game. And so it was a seven-year journey while I was working full-time. Okay. And at the end, I had started the business in addition to that. But I graduated in, uh, last year summa cum laude and I was able to give um, a speech at the graduation they asked me to speak how about that so I thought now I really have a lot of proof and fuel for what's possible for me again that is not based on where I had been
0: oh wow okay okay right
1: mm-hmm. alright so I started the coaching practice and again I thought well how can I how can I be more global in sharing the message and how can I give people a sense that they can mm-hmm so, hence, I can. That's why the title of the book is I can. Yeah. I can is actually an acronym. So the I is identify. It's identify who you want to be. It's taking an inventory of who you've been and making sure your identity is not wrapped up in your past. Wow. Clearing,
0: say, can, can, say that again.
1: Taking inventory of who you've been mm-hmm. and who you want to be and making sure your identity is not wrapped up in your past. Okay. Okay. Wow. Alright. So again, in the past, I was a victim. I don't consider myself a victim. I'm a victor. Okay. Alright? Every time you identify yourself as a victim in any way, shape, form, or fashion, there's an element of powerlessness okay. that's accompanied with that term. Okay? By re-identifying myself as a victor, I was open to stronger, more empowering emotions. So identify is the I and I can. Okay? Okay. The C and I can is for care. Learning how to take inventory of your feelings. Learning how to be conscious of how you feel, good, bad, or indifferent, mm-hmm. but just recognizing them. The A and I can is attend. Attending to those feelings. Doing the work of dealing with that emotional distress that's holding you back. And the N in I can is for notice. There's an orientation change that has to take place. Where you're no longer focused on what you're doing poorly, or what you did bad, or what you you are now noticing what you're doing well, you're giving your intention to your attention to your gifts, your talents, and your abilities. That's the B part of the book. That's the I can. Wow. But that was the inspiration that came from. Yes, we can. We can. Right. Mm-hmm. And it told me that I can, and so that's why when you pick the book up. And you look at it, you make ma- an affirmation immediately because the title of the book is "I Can." not so You have to say it. I can. You have to say it in right. order to even look Good. at the book. Exactly.
0: You like okay.
1: it. <laughs> so you're starting right immediately. Exactly. Right. And so when I, you know, sat down and put it all together and worked through all of the different processes, and I went through, I self published. Mm-hmm. When it hit number one, it was just amazing. Because I understood that I was really, you know, resonating and helping to get the message out that I think is really so important for people to to hear.
0: You know what? So folks, you know. In, you know- Coach, yeah, Coach Goins is smiling a little bit because this is the first time I've had a number one author on the uh, top selling uh, book on Amazon on the, on the on the podcast. You know, so we're again a groundbreaking for Miss Bates as well as uh, basketball more in the game, and that's what we're all about. Uh, it's not about Coach Goins. It's not about uh, what we're uh, what we um, what we're about is making sure that the folks that dial in are you know tuned in to the latest and greatest folks that we can put around them, you know, great folks like Ms. Bates, and everybody that we've had on the show prior to, you know, we we, we really guard our uh, folks. And as we come on, we you know, as we call it, Sunday conversation, because we're really not interviewing. We want people just to sit down and we just have conversation. And that she is the CEO of At the Wheel Coaching. I, you know, what that's that's one of the uh, that's got to be just you know, and that is just an awesome title. I mean, when you when you look at that and just say At the Wheel Coaching, you know, and that's the thing, you know, you coaches that are dialing in, and we certainly appreciate you. Your weekly feedback, and we just hope you know you you all just top and, and take time and go on Amazon and 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 pick this book up because uh, I can't wait to get my hands on it because I'm gonna I'm gonna dial and dial it in because you know as Miss Bates is sitting here talking about I can I mean and that's the thing you you all deal with players and the first thing is oh coach man I can't do that that's the first thing out of so many young players' mouth is oh coach I can't do that you know and that, and as a coach you know you have to go in that laboratory every year. And do that self-assessment, and how do I become better uh, at uh, at coaching? How do I how do I go in and, conti- and continue to develop programs that, that makes the, your program uh, the best that it can be? Okay. So what we're gonna do? We're gonna take a, a quick break and uh, give Miss Bates uh, a second to catch a breath. Uh, but what we're gonna do real quick? Uh, we want to make sure that we thank our uh, second uh, sponsor and that is Act Sports. And we certainly appreciate their continued support of basketball, more in the game. So for your uh, sports needs in Augusta County, uh, you go to playactsports.com. And we want to thank Vincent and Candace, our directors of Act Sports. We're currently in basketball, and we've got—we actually broke a record. Uh, we've got 141 participants in our recreation department. It's hard to believe that at the end of when we finish, we'll have 24 basketball teams. Uh, from travel as well as rec, so we're staying busy with that, and uh, again with travel volleyball and of course basketball, travel basketball, uh, a little bit of flag football. Uh, so there's so much going on with Ax Sports, and we definitely want to thank them for their continued support of basketball, more in the game. So as we get ready to get into the second part of the podcast, it's called in the paint, and we talk about in the paint. We're gonna find out who Miss Bates is, okay, because we've talked about the book, but I'm sitting here in this office, you know what, and I'm gonna be honest with you. everybody's office kind of takes on their you know, kind of takes on their their personality, what makes them pop. I'm looking at a color scheme, I'm looking at this view right out here, feels like you it know, feels like I'm on an episode of. A house of cars with this nice, you know, backdrop, and <laughs> and looks like I'm like in, in Washington D.C. looking down in the downtown Harrisonburg. But you know, people's office, you know, as I say, you know, takes on their personality. So what we're gonna do in the paint section, you know, we're gonna find out, you know, who this lady is that came out of the Tidewater area. Because you know me, I had to ask her, that you know Coach Mike Tomlin? You know <laughs> me being a Steeler fan, so let me drop my football <laughs> plug in there for my favorite, you know, for them Almighty Steelers. But in that, uh, we'll just. Just you know, let's talk about your, your your office here. And as I I could feel it when I came in, I could feel the positive. I could feel the the confidence that you exuded uh, just by what. Because it's the first time I've ever been in an office, but when I walked in, I was like, you know what, this is tight. You know, and I, and I knew she had her game. She had her A game in place, and I knew that uh, she'd be able to be beneficial to our uh, subscribers and our followers. So, just if you don't mind, just just. When, how did you select this office to be the office and the headquarters of At The Wheel Coaching?
1: Okay. Well, um, I came to this office. Um, this this is divinity. This is how the office came about. I This was last year. It was the December of last year. It's um, been just a little over a year. And I was looking for an office space. But I wanted somewhere where people could instantly come mm-hmm. in and feel comfortable enough to... Share, right? Because we deal with some sure. tough stuff mm-hmm. in here. Um, and so I was looking around at different places, and then a friend of mine said, there's a place downtown, and I thought, downtown? Do I really want to be downtown? So I came in here, and the minute I walked in, well, of course, the viewers, can, or the listeners can't see the view here. They can't see this window. Right. But the way the office is set up is so that when my clients are in here, they're looking out. Like, they get the view, right? So <laughs> immediately, no, right. So, right? What happens is their vision changes. Their vision is widened. Wow. The minute they walk in the room because of the size of the window. Mm -hmm. So this building is a little over 100 years old. right? So it's this huge, big, um, arched window. Uh, And the the building itself is is a castle, right? There's a steeple Mm -hmm. on the castle. So it's in downtown historic Harrisonburg. And so I thought this would be a great place for people to heal, and cast the vision. Right. Wow. Yeah. So, the colors are, I um, one of my favorite things to do is frolic in the ocean, like okay. literally. Um, so, there's a picture of me, which also I know the listeners can't see, and that's me, you can see over mm-hmm. there in the Dominican Republic. Okay. Literally in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> so, that's what I've created here. The walls are called, the color is called Ocean Soul. Okay. So it's literally like calming waters when people come in, all right? And there's some little seashells around. I am,
0: yeah, I'll see you in a moment. Yep, yeah, yep.
1: it's a little thing here with that. So I want one of the people to walk in and kind of feel that calm sense of peace and like, all right, there's some safety here. There's some healing here. There's mm-hmm. some restoration here. There's rejuvenation here. And um, so I work with the landlords with the color scheme, same as the carpet. It's like sand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so people can just come in. And of course, I have a whiteboard up because sometimes when people are going through challenges and they're feeling things, it's important to kind of write that out okay. so that they can actually see see it, right. see it and kind of hear what they're saying. Sometimes people are in this refrain. They're used to saying things um, about themselves, stuff like, you know, I, I can't help it. That's just the way I am we got to write that out and break that down and really test that and find out if that's really true or if there's just something they've been conditioned wow. to believe. Um, and people are not used to seeing their feelings written out. Used to feeling them, not really talking about them, not and giving a voice to and them. And definitely
0: not seeing them. And
1: definitely not seeing them. Wow. So that whiteboard is powerful.
0: I, that, that is a, that's a major tool.
1: <laughs> it's a major tool. Wow. And so it, it, it's a part of, uh, of the experience here.
0: So yeah, it's awesome, folks. Like I said, as soon as I walked in, I was like, "Whoa, man! This is again." Because it, it, first thing I did, I walked to the window,
1: you're right? I introduced myself. Hey, how you
0: doing? I walk right by our distance. I'm I'm gonna look at this window. I don't, I don't know what you're gonna do for the next five minutes, but I'm gonna stare at Down, downtown. The uh, I'm gonna stare downtown rocking it. But no, we just certainly appreciate the, you sharing sharing that. And also, want to talk a little bit about. I know we have some. Uh, we have a mutual friend, Pat and Cliff Copper. Yes. Uh, and again, I know uh, they want to the show a couple of weeks back and you know talking about you know pat's book and, and their relationship, and I met them uh, i guess I've been here almost it's hard to believe almost fourteen years and of course uh always always like Cliff style he was always you know super g q and and I'd always <laughs> check him out and see what kind of gaiters he had on he man would you get those shoes and we kinda you know you know talk about where we got a different attire that we had on, but i know uh, Miss Bates and the Coppers—they were in uh, Toastmasters. Yes. And uh, if you don't mind sharing about Toastmasters, encouraging anybody that may be interested in in that program as well.
1: Absolutely. So I am a Toastmaster, and I've been a Toastmaster a little over, uh, or just about two years. And I met Pat Copper, and she was at the time that I met her the area director. So the way Toastmasters is set up, it's set up at the club level. And then at the area level, and the area is comprised of multiple clubs okay. that are in the local area. And she was the area director, excellent. I mean, just, I mean, just top notch lady, right? So, I mean, she's. I can't say enough about her. And the next year, I was tapped <clears throat> to be the area director. Okay. And I was still pretty new, um, but I was pretty zealous, which is why they even asked me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, that meant that she was the immediate past area director and so she was right there for me every step of the way anytime I had a question anytime for anything she was just right there and I think Toastmasters is one of the best organizations on this planet. Wow. The reason why is it teaches you communication and leadership skills so when you are a more effective communicator you are a better husband you are a better wife you are a better student you are a better co-worker You're better at everything when you can easily convey what you're trying to say. The other thing it does is, at a local Toastmasters meeting, what you would expect to find, you're going to find people who have prepared speeches, so they're Mm -hmm. working through these different projects, they create the speeches, and then at the actual meeting, they're given feedback. So a lot of us create things and put them out into the world, but we don't get feedback. Wow! Right, we don't get the opportunity to find out what we could do to enhance our message to make it easier for people to absorb it, and that's what the Toastmasters experience does for you. So I went. I was the area director for the year. That's a it's a one year term, and now I'm currently the president of our of our local Harrisonburg chapter here, okay. um, and I've been president since uh, since June. But it's just an amazing thing to watch people come into it. Some people are afraid to; they've just never really spoken publicly all before. Right. That's a fear. That's well, a fear. yeah, because it's like the two greatest fears are like death and, and public, public speaking. speaking but and, public speaking is yeah. number one. Like, <laughs> right. like,
0: what, what are you doing today? Well, I, yes. I, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to talk in public. I <laughs>
1: But what this does is, you know, it's a it's a safe and nurturing environment. So you're going to get the feedback, but it's constructive, okay? Right. So people are never going to tell you, oh, that's horrible, that you suck. That's never going to happen. But you are going to get get real constructive feedback of what you can do better the next time. Um, and it's just in such a great environment to do it. So for it and it's a nonprofit organization. Um, it's about um, sixty sixty five dollars every six months. So right. we're talking a nominal right mm-hmm. fee. Um, and meetings are held, our meeting is done every week, but some, some, uh, chapters or clubs meet every other week, okay. but it's just an amazing, uh, experience to help people really grow. And you watch people grow, you know, you watch people who are just absolutely petrified to stand up and talk in front of people. And then, and then like two months later, they're like, you know, they're not using their notes and you know, that they're sharing their personal stories and it's just an incredible
0: Because I've, I've, you know, I've I've seen Pat and Cliff and and what they've gotten done and some of the folks at our church have, you know, participated in the program and see them come out. Yes. Uh, And I don't want to say shell, but, you know, it's just just a misbeak, say that it is a huge fear. You know, when somebody's asked to speak in public. You know, sometimes and you know, they rather they rather go run and hide, or, or rather take a slow boat to China. <laughs> uh, yeah, but those out there that are struggling. You know, they sort of, you know, Coach, what are you calling out? Hey, if you if you're dealing with that, and your know, mind challenged, and you know, look up Toastmaster, get involved, uh, because again, that's just another thing that we're trying to do here on the show is just provide information. Uh, and for a positive solution uh, to anything that you may be dealing with also in this I'm sorry go ahead
1: no I was just gonna say so in my it it was my experience in Toastmasters that was really helping me to hone and craft a message so when I got tapped on the shoulder to speak at graduation you know I had had that practice of being in front of people and and sharing it so I wasn't like completely petrified it was still nerve-wracking But I wasn't completely petrified
0: because of my Toastmasters experience. Now, I want to kind of turn the attention back to the office real quick. Yes. So, again, because, again, in this segment of the paint, we we find out who actually is behind the wheel. So as I came (laughs) in, I saw it, I saw it, and then instantly my eyes went up to the left behind her desk. And I saw a picture of a grandmother, and she said, I says, this she said, this is your mother, and this is my grandmother. And then her mom is actually in a photo on the uh, on the mantle, right uh, right by the window. So instantly, you know, Coach Goins makes a quick assessment. I'm, you know, analyzing the defense. So, you know, what kind of defense and offense should I be setting up? I could see family was, you know, was 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 a deep, deep a uh, uh, running um uh, in, in her life and, it, and its significance because, you know, your office takes on your personality. So when you walk in, I saw her grandmother's photo on the wall as well as her mother uh, on the wall. And I think uh, she lost her grandmother last. Uh, no, it's been a while. Th- it's been a while. Yeah. And uh, her mother is, is still living. But how proud of uh, of them. I know as, uh, as, as the book came out and, and doing the thing and she's able to. To celebrate that uh, with their family. So, if you don't mind, just kind of share, you know, about your grandmother, if you will, as well as as your mother.
1: Okay. So, my grandmother is still my favorite person. She's the best person I've ever met in my entire existence on this planet. Um, the interesting story about that particular picture: Grandma died in nineteen ninety eight. Okay. Okay. And I was really, really grief stricken. Like I could not even look at her picture. I had this little Polaroid. I'm dating myself, but I had a Polaroid. <laughs> okay? And I had this little Polaroid, and I would visit the Polaroid, like, once a year. Every time I would look at the, the picture, I would just break down, right? And doing this emotional work, and directly as a result of the tapping, like working through that emotional distress, I was able to finally neutralize the stress response. You So that I wasn't breaking into a million pieces. And finally, I felt like, you know, all of this, like the love and the wisdom and all the stuff she had deposited inside of me that was really inaccessible to me for 15 years after she died. Because I just just, couldn't get through the pain. I would just like fall apart Mm -hmm. and that's all I could see. Put the picture back and just like wait till the next year. Literally, that's what was going on. But when I was able to get to the, the heart of that grief and really resolve that, then I could reconnect to all the wisdom and all the amazing memories and all that stuff. And that little polar word was not enough. I took that polar word out and got it blown up. And that's the poster that's that you see wow. on the wall. Wow. So at, on my website, at thewillcoaching.com, uh, the if you go to the tab that says tapping, there's a video. That I actually show you a little bit about tapping, and I show you the Polaroid and how I got to that poster. How About that. So then, when I came to the office, I thought, well, you know, who's going to take care of the office when I'm not here? Well, clearly, it's Grandma.
0: Come on, Grandma. <laughs> hey, you got it. You got okay. the hand, huh?
1: So Grandma is on the wall, and then my mother. You know, my mother raised me as a single parent, mm-hmm. and um, until uh, I was 12, and you know, she married my stepfather. But my mother, I'm telling you what, she. What she went through. When my father left our family, my mother was pregnant with me. This is in 1972. Wow. Okay, so think about that. Okay. So she's a single black woman. She's got uh, uh, an 18-month-old child, and she's pregnant with her second child. And my my, uh, father decides, you know, he's out. She did what she had to do. She went to barber college. She started doing hair. Then she um, got into a car accident in 1980. The the car flipped. She's tossed out of the back windshield of the car. When the car comes back down, it lands on her hands. So some people who were seeing this happen, literally some men had to come and pick the car up off her hands. Wow. So her career, done. She did what she had to do. She healed. She went back to work. She started working as a bartender, and then she saved up her money to go to school. Then she became a nurse's assistant. I mean, she was working two or three jobs at a time. She did everything that she needed to do to take care of me and my brother because she was bound and determined we weren't going to be on a system, we weren't going to grow up in that kind of environment, and she did everything that she needed to do. So with my grandma's help and my aunts and uncles, they they helped with our our Mm -hmm. child care, and kind of help supplement what she was doing but my mother is a rock star. Wow. And the cool thing about her too is that she is an author. So she had a dream to write a book as well. And so she published her dream um, her her book in uh, 2014 and it's called Destiny God's Plan in Motion. Of course that book is in my office as well cuz you know it's All modern. right.
0: Well that, that that you know what an awesome testimony and, and I'm gonna have to we we'll have to hook up you know, with your mom and sure sure, and, sure. And come and, you know we may we may expand it and, and do a live show okay you know with you 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 and your mother but you know what what a great you know as she was sitting listen folks as as Miss Bates was sitting there telling her about the you know the the obstacles that was in the way as her mother was going through and and the first thing that you know jumped in my mind was I can not no matter what she was facing. You know, she was looking at I can you know from the car accident, and the bartender, and you know, and do the, the multiple jobs that she did because she had one goal and that was to take care of her kids and not to be on assistance. And you know, and just blessings flow. And then you know, you look at her 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 kids able to to understand that and and seize that moment, not use it as a crutch. Or you know, and that's the thing. You know, a lot of times we we don't think there's crutches in the room, but there's crutches you know all on all, along the wall. And if you look for an excuse, you can definitely find one. If you look for a crutch, uh, just go to the wall because a lot of times they're leaning on the wall. Now, They may not be laying in the floor because we may fall over them, uh, but they're on the wall. And if you're looking for them, uh, you can definitely find them. So as we start winding this uh, great, great uh, conversation up with uh, none other than the CEO uh, of At The Wheel Coaching, Miss Bates, what I'm going to do is just I'm going to toss it back over to her and just ask her, you know, just whatever, you know, share with whatever's on your heart with our uh our listeners, our subscribers about, you know, you know, whatever, you know, today what you know, what what is on your heart to share? and i just i just you know i've enjoyed this and i certainly appreciate your time and and your passion and what you're doing for the the citizens of uh the rockingham and and all across all of the states that you you affect and also before i do that i want you to talk about this radio show cuz yes. i know you're on the radio uh and i don't want to you know not uh, not touch on that before you start wrapping up so let's let's hear about uh, about your uh your, your, your broadcast time.
1: So the broadcast, that had been monthly and uh, it, mostly out of Georgia. Okay. And it's called the Sunday Soul Service with Dr. Renee Sunday. It's her show. And I was hosting once a month on uh, the third Tuesday of every month. And we just take a topic. Um, some of that is on my um, At The Will Coaching channel. Okay. And we just take a topic. And so some of the topics that I covered was um, anger. You know, dealing with anger, mm-hmm. because that's a real, it's <laughs> a big one. <laughs> Definitely something I've had to navigate in my my life experience. Um, but also, I talk a lot about self-care, self-compassion. Um, I think that's very important. I think it's important for men and for women. I think we want our, our kids, our nieces, and our nephews to be great. But if we're not doing a great job modeling them taking care of, if, if we're not taking care of ourselves and they're watching us not do that, we can't just assume that they're going to take care of themselves. Wow. So if we can get emotionally fit and we can put as much emphasis on that as physical fitness and financial fitness and become emotionally fit, then we can be better models to those that we want to follow us, those who are watching us. Wow. So that's, that's very near and dear to my heart. Um, talk about confidence. That's a huge, huge thing. Um, when people don't have confidence, it's difficult to really move forward. And one of the things that I love to talk about is limiting beliefs. Goes back to that whiteboard in my office. Mm -hmm. This is who you really believe that you are. I'm going to challenge you. Right. So I think it's very important for people to, to take a look at that.
0: So again, certainly appreciate. And can you can you what station? How do we? Is there a link? Can we?
1: Yeah. So usually, so usually, what I was doing. So my, actually, my last show. I just did the last show okay. um, of the year, and that was this past Tuesday. Okay. So if you look up at the Will Coaching on Facebook. You can see the last show. The replays are there. Okay. And then the shows that I've done are also will be on the uh, at the Will Coaching YouTube channel.
0: You know what? So folks, there it is. You know, so don't uh, don't sit around. And, oh, I didn't know. Don't come up with no excuse. Um, you know, Miss Bates has landed out. She's already gone and gone out in front and and got this stuff laid out. So now we, it, you know, the ball is in our court. We have to take the ownership. Uh, don't dribble it off your knee. Don't turn it over. Take advantage. Uh, of, again, another great, great uh, individual we've had on the show and just tap into the resources that are made available to you. So as we continue to to strengthen you and, and, and enlighten you, just make sure that you leave those crutches where they are and, and be the person that you uh, are destined to be. So as we start wrapping this thing up, we definitely want to thank Miss Bates for her time her talent and everything that she continues to do. So we're going to toss it back over to her just to, you know, just to end this. Uh, I know she's going to end this on the high, and I'm looking forward to to, uh, as she starts wrapping this thing up but again we want to thank you so much uh there's not a lot of people that uh would you know kind of step take a step back walk away uh from a uh, such a a great career uh to step out and do and, and i just love this at the wheel coaching uh, you know driving your life for a higher ground you know release your stress and achieve success uh and again that is uh, at the Without further ado, I'll turn it over to Ms. Bates for her closing comments.
1: Well, this is what I will say, and I've alluded to it this hour. I really enjoyed the time. I cannot stress the importance of emotional fitness. Mm-hmm. That has got to be prioritized. It, the absence of emotional fitness is what kept my father away. If he had been able to deal with his emotional issues and show up and be who I needed him to be, it would have saved me a whole, maybe a few decades mm-hmm. of challenges. So I think erecting emotional fitness as a priority is where I would encourage people to start. Wow. And really start to deal with that stuff that um, that's still hurting you. And I don't care if it's 30 years ago. It doesn't right. matter. No. Wherever it is, you want to start somewhere.
0: You know what? That's, that's so powerful. So again, folks, uh, author, CEO, uh, and again, the book is entitled. I'm going to make sure I get this thing exactly right here. I can the twelve keys to achieve personal success uh, in the smartest way. All right, so number one sell on Amazon. So you know what, you heard it right in, and don't forget where you heard it. You know, don't forget that you heard it on basketball more than the game. And I'm your host, Coach Going. So listen as we start wrapping this up, and we just want to wish everybody you know such a, a happy holiday season, Merry Christmas. Uh, and whatever, however you celebrate you now Christ's birth, we just want to just thank you for, your again, your time and your talent and just taking a little bit of time out and listening to old Coach Goins as again I'm in Harrisonburg, Virginia, with none other than author and CEO Miss Bates and again in a great, beautiful office here. And just you know, always remember, you know, as we always say in our closing comments, I am the way, the truth and the life which is John 14 and 6. I'm your host, Coach Goins. Until next time, as we always say, we'll see you in the gym. And Merry Christmas.